Okay, so we're we're last of the stragglers are coming in now. So we're gonna get ready for bedtime stories for those of for the the benefit of those who have joined us for the first time today. We had several new students arrive this afternoon. So for the benefit of those who weren't here last night, who can help me by reminding everyone what we're talking about in bedtime stories? Word puzzle. All right. So there's yeah, word puzzles are part of it. Matt. That's right. Psalms 119. And what makes Psalms 119 such a unique psalm among all of them? The word puzzleness of it. But what is the word puzzleness of it? It's not. It's not Greek. It's Hebrew. All right. We're getting closer. Yep. Yes. You want to say that again loudly? A chiasm. So it's laid out in groups of eight verses that correspond with Hebrew letters, which makes it a really cool and really complex piece of poetic art at the same time. So um, before we dive into Psalms 119, just for giggles, I wanted to look at another Old Testament passage um, to kind of set the stage for why we're talking about stuff in the Old Testament and why does it matter? Because, man, I love everything that, that Paul and Britton are talking about, and they are giving you some really good points from the New Testament in ways that we're called to live our life as Christians, and we're, pro- we're plowing into that in an incredible way. But like we talked about the other night, it's important to go back to the Old Testament to fully understand how we read the New Testament. So we want to be thinking with the entire story in mind. There's a really cool part of Leviticus, Leviticus 16. It sets out the very first Yom Kippur, the very first Day of Atonement. And this is, again, I want to just show you real quick one example, how this all ties together. And then we'll dive into uh, Psalms 119 for tonight. All right. So it says in Leviticus 16, 29 to 31, and it shall be a statute to you forever that in the seventh month, seventh month on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict yourselves and fast, and you shall do no work. You shall Sabbath. We're getting ready to do that tomorrow. Uh, if you're Messianic, Shabbat was today, but we're going to celebrate our Sabbath tomorrow. Either the native Hebrews or the stranger who sojourns among you, for this is the day of atonement, and it shall be made for you to cleanse you. And you shall be made clean before the Lord for all your sins. It is a Sabbath of solemn rest for you, and you shall afflict yourselves and fast. This is a statute forever. All right, so what was the big deal about all of that? Maybe just break it down real quick because this is super, super cool. And this is going to explain why we talk about the Old Testament. We talk about Psalms right now. So this in Leviticus, this is setting up the very first day of atonement, the very first time after the Hebrews have left Egypt. And they're coming out, they're in Sinai, and God's saying, this is how you atone for your sins. But if you remember... On their way out, there were a lot of Egyptians that were like, hey, all of these plagues have been bonkers. We're going with you guys. And so they're traveling with the Hebrews. And so every step of the way as they're going into the desert, 
God's making a way for these Egyptian men and women and children who gave up everything, gave up their whole lives to follow the Hebrews and follow Yahweh and follow God into the desert. Here's the crazy part. This is in Torah. So every single Pharisee knew this passage. And in this passage, what gets missed is at the very, ver- the very first atonement. God's making a way to reconcile not only the Hebrew, not only the Jew, but also the Gentile, also the Egyptians that are traveling with him. It's the exact same message that Jesus was talking about thousands of years later. Do you see that? Do you understand? Jesus was saying the exact same thing that was in Torah. The the Pharisees missed it. And Jesus was saying it a different way. He was saying it's through me that this is going to be accomplished, and they killed him for it. So this is why it's important that we understand both the Old and the New Testament, and that's why I like to geek out at it and dive right in. So, turn to Psalms 119, if you're not already there. Paul, thank you for tonight's message. So one of the things that stuck out for me as Paul was talking this evening at the very end, he's talking about an incredibly important part. He says, God opposes pride and he extends grace. So that hit home for me. I'm sure it did for, for some of us or some of you guys as well. But that was one of the things that really hit home for me. And so along those lines, we're going to pick up Psalms 119 with verse 25. And this is how it starts. My soul clings to the dust. So give me life according to your word. For when I told of my ways, you answered me. So teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts, and I will meditate on your wondrous works. For my soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Put false ways far from me, and graciously teach me your law. I have chosen the way of faithfulness, and I set your rules before me. I cling to your testimonies, O Lord, so let me not be put to shame. And I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. So if we break it out a different way, my soul clings to dust. I I am worthless, nothing. So give me life according to your word. So first promise, the word of God is the life that we have. This is the, the breath and the word of God. And so this is the thing that gives us life as we are on this Christian walk. So then it says in verse 26, For when I told of my ways, you answered me. Teach me your statutes now. So right away there in verse 26, we see repentance, right? Lord, I came to you and I told you those things that no one else knows. Those things that I'm afraid are going to get out. Those things that I've got to get off my chest that I need to talk to you. But when I repent, what's the promise? You answered me. God's not going to turn his back on us. So teach me your statutes. Make me to understand the way of your precepts so that I can meditate on your wondrous works. As my soul melts away from sorrow, strengthen me according to your word and put the false ways far from me and graciously teach me your law. So as we're going through this, these, this time together and this walk that we have in, the, in, in life in Christ, every single day, Put the false things away from me, Lord. 
I have chosen the way of faithfulness, and I set your rules before me. I cling to your testimonies, O Lord, so let me not be put to shame. Help me to know your precepts, the general, general rules for which are intended to regulate our behavior. Let us meditate on them. So what Paul was talking about is this. God opposes pride, and yet he extends grace to us when we don't deserve it. And the best part about that that I really loved tonight was this, what you said, Paul. It's not our job to figure out how he extends grace. We have again here, farther back in the Old Testament, another example of grace being extended to us and giving us the opportunity to cling to the things that God has for us. And it says in the end of this passage, this is what we'll close with, I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. Let me not be put to shame. And I will run in the way of your commandments, for you have set my heart free. Guys, that's exactly what we're talking about tonight. It's that homecoming. It's running back to our Father. So as we break up tonight and we head to our dorms, that's what I want you to be thinking about. That's what I'd like you guys to start thinking about and talking about in your, your uh, devotions time as you head out now. What does that look like for each and every one of you? What is that running Okay, can you, can you believe the promises that we have in Psalms and run to the Father that has open arms? I hope so. But maybe that's what you guys can talk about tonight.